You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. thankful to be in the house of God today. Amen. I'm thankful for the refreshing of his presence. Amen. And his spirit. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to uh, Acts chapter 3. And um, we've, had a, we've had a busy week. We've been having services since Wednesday. And, uh, and we're expecting to have a great day in the Lord today. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about what God has done. If it sounds like I have a cold or I don't, I've just been hollering and screaming since Wednesday. And um, we were, um, after our sessions yesterday morning, uh, they had an international lunch at, uh, in the afternoon. And then uh, following that, I, I actually had a funeral as well yesterday. And uh, was part of that uh, before we came back to church last night. So we've had a busy week, but uh, I feel good to be in God's house. I woke up this morning expecting God to have his way in our services today. We welcome all of our guests to the house of the Lord. We're so glad you're with us in God's house. And uh, following the service this morning, uh, we'd like to meet you at the welcome desk and get to meet you a little better. If you've never been here before, we're so glad you're here. And um, I, I counted Wednesday night. We had 10 first-time guests Wednesday night. Uh, thank God for what he's doing, church. I thank God for what he's doing. Amen. So some powerful things taking place. Amen. Uh, Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. This morning, I want to preach to you just for a little bit on conversion. Conversion. Uh, what is a conversion? And when you talk about a conversion, uh, uh, people like to share how they got converted. And so, what is it? It's the initial change of attitude that brings a person into a right relationship with God. Conversion involves turning away from the past and false worship and turning toward or serving and worshiping the Almighty God. Conversion makes a person's entrance into a new relationship with God, a forgiveness of sins, and a new life as a part of a fellowship with God's people. You have become born into the family of God. The Bible says that we are grafted into the vine. Amen. We are adopted into his family. Conversion may be said to be that it's a, a change in our thoughts and our desires, our disposition, 
the life of a sinner which was brought about uh, a, a change that happened uh, when the Holy Ghost entered the heart and and there was an exercise of your faith that reached out to what Jesus did at Calvary uh, and it changed your life forever it's closely related to repentance and faith you cannot be converted without repenting you cannot be converted without being baptized in Jesus name see repentance turns you from that sin that faith gave you that initial I'm going to believe in God I don't know everything about him but I'm going to put my faith in him and and it causes you to turn from sin and then you let those sins be washed away amen in baptism and it's never too old according to Sydney I got a beautiful email from Sydney last night about how excited he was that his sins were washed away and they would never be held against him again. <laughs> See, conversion is more than just an exchange of one set of beliefs for another. It's a wholesome turning to God from where you used to be. The word conversion appears in as a noun uh, only once in the New Testament. You can see that in Acts chapter 15 and verse 3, and it's talking about the Gentiles. But the Bible is filled with examples of people who experienced conversion, the action of conversion, where there was something that happened in someone's life because they made a decision to give their heart to God and say, what I used to be is not what I want to be. What he has in store for me is where I'm going. I want a new purpose in my life. I want new direction for my future. I want to be in the hands of a mighty God, an awesome God. See, a full description of conversion occurs and you can see it through the lives of people like Saul of Tarsus when he struck down we're going to talk about it a little bit more in a little bit you get to see how it happened in the life of Nicodemus when he came to Jesus by night and Jesus said don't marvel that I say unto you that you must be born again something will happen to your life that will change you forever amen when you're speaking about what happened to Nicodemus, for example, new birth, that was a radical, a radical change that it was very difficult for him to even understand. And he even uses the phrases that Scripture give us. Is it that I would go back into my mother's womb the second time and be born? And Jesus clarifies, no, it's not a natural birth Nicodemus there's something that happens to you spiritually that you're born again of water and of spirit your relationship with God takes on a spiritual beginning a conversion there are multiple conversions that are spoken about in the book of Acts I never get bored reading about these conversions the conversion of the Samaritans is given to us in Acts chapter 8 Stephen has been preaching the gospel and, and he's stoned to death because 
of preaching the gospel. And his ministry is picked up by a second man who was chosen in Acts chapter 6. And the, the name of that man is Philip. And there was a great move of God. And many were believing on Jesus. And, and many were being baptized. And the miraculous was happening. You can see that in the life where unclean spirits are being cast out. And many who are sick, the Bible says, with palsies and were lame, were healed in verse 7. Even Simeon, the source was delivered and was baptized and all of a sudden the word gets to Peter and John and they make their way to Samaria and they pray for people and by by the power of prayer and the laying on of hands they receive the Holy Ghost according to verse 17 you see Philip preached Jesus and the miraculous happened and people were converted yeah we make it complicated it's not complicated Just preach Jesus, let miracles take place, and people's lives will be changed. Yeah. There's no special formula or a new recipe. No, it's just like it was in Acts chapter 8. And you continue in Acts chapter 8, and you see the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip goes to the desert between Jerusalem and Gaza. He, he met a very established man. The Ethiopian eunuch was, the Bible says, of great authority under the authority of Candace, who was queen of Ethiopia. And he's reading from the, the prophet Isaiah in chapter 53, and he wants to know more about what he's reading. And Philip, the Bible says, begins at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. They came unto water, and the eunuch wanted to be baptized. And there, the Ethiopian eunuch is baptized in the name of Jesus. A conversion takes place in his life. And the Bible tells us that Philip was caught away by the Spirit in verse 39 and was found in Asitos, which is Ashdod, about 20 miles away. You talk about the miraculous. He's caught up by the Spirit. And they find him 20 miles away. That's pretty miraculous. I've never had that happen to me. That'd be kind of neat though. But you see what happens? Philip preaches Jesus. Miraculous things happen. And people's lives are changed. In just a split moment. Conversion takes place. And then you jump to Acts 9 and Saul was struck down on the road to Damascus by a bright light. He has a conversation with Jesus. Jesus has already ascended. Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. And Saul's blinded. He's told to go to a street called Straight. There would be a man there by the name of Ananias who would pray for him He prays for Saul in verse 18 of chapter 9. And the Bible says, There fell from his eyes as it had been scales. uh, And he received the Holy Ghost uh, and was baptized. Uh, All that happens is he has an encounter with Jesus. uh, And the miraculous takes place. uh, And he is converted. Yeah. Becomes the greatest known missionary of Bible times. Writes, Nearly half of the New Testament, all because he came in contact with Jesus, the miraculous took place, and he had a conversion. 
See, Acts chapter 10, Cornelius is a devout man, the Bible says. And he's praying, and God says, send men to Joppa, and you'll find, you'll find a man named Peter. Peter's on his housetop while this is happening, having a vision of a sheep being let down from heaven. It's got all kinds of unclean beasts and things on it. And the Lord speaks to Peter. Peter, rise, kill and eat. And three times that had to happen because Peter, he he wasn't used to having involvement with anything that was unclean. And God's response was, uh, what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common, Peter. Rise, uh, kill and eat. It was a vision of what was going to happen where God's wonderful power and spirit would be poured out to other other congregations and other uh, cultures and other uh, races of people that he had had never realized that would ever have an opportunity to be converted. And Peter makes his way to Cornelius' house and the Bible says he preaches Jesus unto them. In verse 36 he says he's no respecter of persons. And by verse 45 they have receive the Holy Ghost and are being baptized. The story goes on where he's telling the council, he's telling the disciples, uh, they have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Uh, They were able to hear uh, how Jesus uh, would change their life uh, and the miraculous took place. uh, Amen. And they were converted. These are all found in the book of Acts. Acts 16 Paul and Silas are in Philippi, and they're preaching. And Lydia and her household are converted, the Bible says. And then all of a sudden, they come in contact with a woman who has a spirit of divination, and she's been delivered. And out of all of that, Paul and Silas end up in prison. But at midnight, they begin to pray and sing praises. And suddenly, something happened that the very foundations of that prison were shaken. And the prison doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the Philippian jailer... Philippian jailer, excuse me, was going to kill himself, but instead he believed uh, on the Lord Jesus and his household uh, and they were baptized. Uh, Paul and Silas, don't do yourself any harm. Uh, a jailer, here's something that's going to happen. We're going to tell you about Jesus. The miraculous uh, has taken place and you can be converted. Yeah. Conversions. They were biblical example after example. Acts chapter 19, Paul comes to Ephesus and finds disciples of John and they're baptized in the name of Jesus. And Paul lays his hands upon them and they receive the Holy Ghost. In verse 6, Jesus was preached and and the miraculous took place and, and their lives were converted. Example after example. And you say, well, that's Bible times. Well, we could have people stand all across this sanctuary this morning. And people could share the testimony, amen, of how you once was lost. But all of a sudden, at some moment, some time in your life, you came in contact with someone that told you about Jesus. And Jesus would preach unto you. And the miraculous took place in your life. And what you used to be is no longer what you are now. And God filled you with the power of His Spirit, your life was changed and you were converted I never get bored talking about it no I will always remember the Saturday night prayer meeting in Barty Bogue, New Brunswick that's between Miramichi and Nigawak 
The house is no longer there. But I still remember the Saturday night prayer meeting in March of 1976. In a swivel chair in the corner at the age of five. Where God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the very first time. I've never forgotten that moment and I never will as long as I can keep my mind. Amen. I'm thankful for the power that happened in my heart at the age of five, soon to be six. But I was so thankful how God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And, and, and just last Sunday, last Sunday, October the 22nd. I never get tired talking about it. It was 45 years last Sunday since I was buried in the name of Jesus for the remission of my sins in the Cushmacquack River. It's cold. October the 22nd in the river. I already had the Holy Ghost so the stammering lips were not because of that and last Sunday last Sunday was the same date that my dad was baptized in the same spot in 1961 and Miko baptized in the same spot on the same date of 2000 and then just two years ago in the same spot on the same date Corver was baptized in Jesus' name. Four generations in the same spot on the same date. I never get bored talking about conversion. Because just as miraculous as it was in the book of Acts. Is just as miraculous as it happens in people's lives today. People who are brought up maybe in homes that have no recognition of God. Maybe their lives are abused. And maybe people become addicted. And maybe people get caught up in material things. And maybe people choose routes that they never ever thought they would choose. And all of a sudden, they come in contact with Jesus. And He's preached unto them. And the miraculous takes place in their lives. And their hearts are changed. And their hearts are delivered. And they're set free. Amen. And healing takes place in their hearts and souls and minds and conversion takes place. Don't ever get bored talking about how you got converted. When you start talking about conversions and you realize that there's been a shift Then we understand Luke as he writes in Acts 3. Repent ye therefore. And be converted. That your sins may be blotted out. Notice now. When the times of refreshing. Shall come from the presence of the Lord. All you have to do is stop and realize. Eight billion people in the world. And you have been converted. Brother Benji last night was sharing. 
statistics tell us that less than 1% of people are converted after age 75. Less than 1%. And yet, there was nothing more exciting that happened this week than to watch Sidney at age 92 see his need of conversion. Born Hindu, married a Muslim, and was baptized on Friday in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins. That, folks, lets you know the power and the miraculous of conversion. So, if you're here this morning, And you've not had an experience, if you're watching online this morning, and you've not had an experience of a conversion, then I ask you, go to Acts 8. Read in Acts 8 about the Samaritans. And read in Acts 8 about the eunuch. And go to Acts 9 and read about Saul. And go to Acts 10 and read about Cornelius. And make sure you go and read about the Philippian jailer. And and realize that the disciples of John, they all needed to be converted. And the examples are given to us of how lives were changed. And families were transformed. And churches were started because of people who were converted. I listened, uh, I listened to some of the interesting things that Brother Benji was saying last night. This is pretty neat. His wife was the first Filipino that got saved in their family. Now there are 80 of them. 80. One turned into 80. Do you know what the powerful conversion can do in a family when one turns into 80? Don't take your walk with God as just some small thing. No, it's a huge thing. When you were converted, there was a refreshing that came into your life that the presence of the Lord, amen, it doesn't compete with anything else. It's far away. It is so much greater and so much more powerful than anything in this life. It, it, when, you, when you're feeling low and you're feeling discouraged and you're feeling oppressed and you're feeling depressed and, and you're feeling let down and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling stressed out and you feel like you've got anxiety and you feel like all the things of this world are weighing down on you get out and think about how you got converted and the times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord Don't look at the world. Don't look at your bank account. Don't look at your schedule next week. Don't look at your to-do list. Don't look at any of that stuff. No. Don't look at all the things that make you want to sleep in in the morning. 
Don't look at any of that stuff. That won't help you. That won't bring times of refreshing. But what will is how you once were lost and now you've been found. You once were a sinner. And now he's changed your life. You once were empty. And now you're filled. You once were surrounded by the evils of this world. And now you've been set free. You once were lonely. And now you got a hope. You once didn't have direction. And now you got purpose. Think about your conversion. Ah. I talked about it a little bit. In my session yesterday morning, I stop and think about it from time to time. I grew up in a little town with 500 people. Most people wouldn't go there to start a church today because there's not enough people. But I'm so thankful that there was a pioneer minister that decided that he felt to go there and start a church. And because of that burden for that little community... Of 500 people, I stand before you today. I, I stop and think about that of all the communities, amen, that don't have a church. We have 157 communities in our district, 157, that have 1,000 people that need a church. At least 1,000. I came from a little community that has 500, and I was blessed with a church. I can't get discouraged. I can't get downhearted. I can't, I can't get depressed. God's been too good to me. God's been too good to me. I can't get overwhelmed with what's happening around me. I just have to stop and think about my conversion. And something happens in my spirit. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be held captive by the circumstances of life when I'm so blessed to know God. Don't allow yourself to fall into the trap of the enemy thinking you've been forgotten and you're overlooked and you're not important and all that garbage. You're so important that he converted you. He grafted you into his vine and adopted you into his family and filled you with his spirit. Hallelujah. He sealed you with the Holy Ghost. Let the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord when you think about how you got. What am I saying this morning? When someone starts talking to you and their life's a mess. There's people with lives that are a mess. And their lives are a mess. Their families are upside down. They got all kinds of issues. People are suicidal and people are addicted. People are abused. I mean, our, our society is a mess. You can focus on all that stuff. Or you can focus on, this is what happens to you when you get converted. There will be a time of refreshing that will come to you. 
Oh, it doesn't mean that the things that happened in your life haven't happened. No, no, no. Life is life. That, those things will still have happened. But something will take place in your life that you'll realize what I was is not going to determine who I'm going to be. Amen. I'm going to let my conversion determine who I'm going to be. I've said this statement many times. I'm going to say it again. The enemy only defines you by your past. Because he doesn't know your future. And the Lord only defines you by your future. Because he's forgiven you of your past. Why would I allow myself to be dictated by the past when I've been converted? Hallelujah. The times of refreshing are going to happen in my heart because of conversion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it was 48 years ago that he filled me with the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter that it was 45 years ago that I was baptized in his name. I still remember, and it still has the same effect. Out of 8 billion people, I get to know him, and I'm going to rejoice. No matter how tired, how tired I may be to come into the house of the Lord this morning. doesn't matter how busy the week was. It doesn't matter what's on the schedule this coming week. I've been converted. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful for the power of conversion. Huh. Music come. Mm. Some people in here have been probably told by other people that you're no good. You'll never make it. Just like your father. You're just going to be another casualty. Oh, there's people. Listen. There's people in here that people you trusted have broken their trust. People that were maybe important people in your life took advantage of you. All kinds of things. Maybe you've been hurt in family can I say maybe even hurt amongst your friends in the house of God it can happen I've had things happen in my life as a Christian that it could have defined me if I had to let it no he changed my life and I was not going to be defined by circumstances and events and people and what people said. I will never forget this. This is so. This is this actually happened. Okay. When I went to Miramichi to pastor, someone said they're sending a boy to do a man's job. Yeah. That was so exciting. Man, that put a little extra pump in my step. Show you. God called me. You didn't. God called me. You didn't call me. 
Hallelujah. I'm still a boy trying to do a man's job. But God called me. I'm not going to be dictated to by the things of this world. He converted me. I'm his child. Oh, don't, don't get me. I've got incredible parents, right? I've got incredible parents. These people here all know about my parents. Hey, okay? I've got incredible parents. Yeah. And I'm thankful for my parents. But I've got a heavenly father that brought me into his family. And he views me very differently than everybody else. Because he converted me. I'm just trying to place into your spirit this morning who you are. Conversion is a very powerful event that took place in your life. No one talked to you today, you're converted. Someone cut you off on the way to church, doesn't matter, you're converted. Someone looked at you the wrong way, you're converted. It doesn't matter what happens in life. You have been converted. The text didn't sound good. The email wasn't nicely written. It doesn't matter. I've been converted. Hallelujah. Something happened in my spirit decades ago. Hallelujah. That put me on a pathway because of conversion. It's about time for me to grow up. And realize how powerful conversion was in my life. Would you stand this morning? All across this building. If you experienced conversion already. Where you gave your heart to God and repented of your sins. You've been baptized in His precious name and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and a new birth experience has happened in your life where you're just trying to live for God and do your best and, and follow in the ways of God. Hallelujah. And bring purpose to your life. I'm so thankful you're here this morning. But I'm after you to focus on how powerful the conversion was in your life. If you're here this morning and you've never had the opportunity to experience those things, there is no better day than today than to let your life be converted to Him this morning. Say, Jesus, this is all I have to offer this morning. Just be the way I am. I'm asking you to forgive me, God. Of everything that's in my life, God, everything in my past, every thought that I thought that I shouldn't have, every deed that I've done, everything I should have did that I didn't do, God, I'm asking you to forgive me of everything that's in my life that's contrary to your word. God, would you let, hallelujah, repentance happen in me where, God, forgiveness takes place. God, would you lead me to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins? God, would you fill me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance? Would you separate my life unto you, God? I want to be converted. I want this to be a moment. I want this to be a day. God, where my life has changed forever. 
If that hasn't happened to you today, I'm, I'm encouraging you to come to this altar. I'm encouraging you to step out of your seat. I'm encouraging the ones that have had conversions already. I'm encouraging you to come to this altar and allow, amen, there to be a refreshing in the times of his presence. A refreshing in his presence this morning. That's what the Bible says. Luke wrote it. He said, hallelujah, there's going to be something that happens to you because repentance has taken place and conversion has happened. There will be a time of refreshing. If you feel tired in your spirit, if you feel a little overwhelmed with life, if you feel like you're a little weighed down with the things and the cares of this life, don't allow that to dictate what's happening to you this morning. Let it be that's the times of refreshing that happen because you have been converted. God, I pray for every person that's here this morning. Everyone that's watching or listening online. Let something happen in our spirit right now. Help us not to get caught up in our family. Help us not to get caught up in our jobs. Help us not to get caught up in our finance. Help us not to get caught up in our health. Help us not to get caught up in our kids. Help us not to get caught up in stuff. Help us not to get caught up in material things. Help us, God, to focus, God, on the conversion that happened in our lives. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.